Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to RSG One Mike. This is a special time for all you have been following us uh, for years. You know, right before March Madness, uh, we got a lot to say. Now, usually I have my, 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 my other uh, fellow members. I have Marcus and Phil, and uh, it's a little bit more animated and some other stuff. But it's going to be just as animated with the One Mike crew. Uh, we're going to be having some fun here uh, tonight, and I hope you got your brackets ready. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, sign up for the uh, RSG uh, Attorney Challenge, uh, you go to our uh, Facebook page uh, and sign up. The way that works is that uh, there are going to be three prizes. And if any of the RSG talent occupies any one of those slots, then those prizes will have to roll over until next year. Uh, they're not going to be available. So you have to outduel us to get a prize. And, uh, you know, I think last year we took two, two slots. So you better bring your game. You know, don't come with any of that junk. Don't come with, I chose the colors. Don't come with the mascot look good. You better come with some strategy if you're going to beat us. So make sure you go to Facebook um, and check that out um, and uh, sign up for the RSG Attorney Challenge. Uh, but before I get into this too hot and get going, I got to bring in my, my, my colleagues here on one mic if you've been following us. You know, I got to start with the youngin. I'm going to start with the youngin um, because he's happy because his high school team his, his alma mater won the state championship uh, in Michigan in basketball. So his chest is kind of puffed out, and we're going to have to bring it down tonight. What's up, Darnell? How you doing? Congratulations. It feels great. Let's go, Let's That's go, what I feel like. Let's go, champ. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the shot her around the world. Y'all um, want to see it? I'll show it to you guys real quick. Oh, uh, look at listen to this. I'll show it to you guys. You, you, so you try to get us ready for the for the kind of shots we're gonna see oh, in March Madness. That's what you try to do. This was the real March Madness, fellas. This is the real March Madness. So shot her around the world. Oh, Resident Center. That we're watching that. That's where high school basketball championship in the state of Michigan occurs. Ipsy Lincoln High School won the state championship, highest class. Best turned 15 years old, 6'8". Uh, hopefully we can get on the show at some point. Uh, so that's enough. That's enough with the Breslin. I remember when they used to play it down in the Chrysler. Yep. And that's, I, that, I said, that's where basketball shifted for Michigan when they moved the championship from Chrysler to, 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 to Lansing because folks up north, they want to travel that far. You know, and so it put, it put Michigan State – in yeah, advantage because all the kids now think about the Breslin Center because that's where you want to go if you want to win a state championship. I know, I know the game. I know the game y'all trying to run. But we ain't worried about that because mm-hmm. it's madness. That's for another day, another discussion. All right, Hank, you know what time it is. We got to bring in the man, pick and roll. This is the season. Tis the season. How you doing, man? Man, I'm feeling great. Happy spring to everybody. 
you know, we 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 flipped that calendar in in into March, and now we got spring is in the air. You had a full moon last night, so all the lunatics was out. So you know, I'm, I am I'm 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 geeked. I'm excited. This is the time of the year. Tis the season. It's already started. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So let's go. I'm telling you, it's a great time. But before we get into the March Madness you think we're going to get into, we're going to start out with ladies first. All y'all who've been following me, I've been doing these lady first specials, a couple of games I go and see and trying to bring, you know, get you to understand the ladies are balling too. And uh, it's, it's uh, that tournament I think is going to be equally exciting. It doesn't get the kind of pub that the men's tournament gets. You know, when we think about March Madness, you know, it's always about what the men's basketball tournament is doing. But if you've been watching last year when Notre Dame uh, made that run and uh, won the uh, national championship, it was an exciting game, uh, exciting run to watch that that happen. And, uh, you know, again, this year, for the first time, UConn is a number two seed. And if you listen to us over time, we've been talking about, we, you know, we've always talked about uh, women's basketball, college basketball is probably where men's basketball was in I would say the mid 70s where there was a handful of teams and mainly UCLA was the dominant program and then all of a sudden the switch changed and you could probably say when Michigan State and Illinois uh, Indiana State um, met with Larry Bird and Magic met was kind of that transition and then the 80s was you had all this all these things happening in, in college basketball on the men's side moving I think you started seeing movement like that on the women's side you know, so much was dominated by UConn here over a long run. But you're starting to see these other programs bring things together. I was going to ask, kind of throw this out here and uh, maybe start with you, Hank, and then move to, to Darnell. Are you seeing some shifts here in the women's game when you're, you know, you kind of see UConn, you know, they're 30 and 2. Usually 30 and 2, UConn, you know, they get, they get sister-in-law, you know, in ways that we see Duke sometimes get sister-in-law. You know, uh, Duke was in the top five. Every time they lost, they, they didn't move. You know, they got like five or six losses and still, you know, didn't move. And so, you know, you see that kind of thing happening on the UConn side. Are you, are you, are you beginning to see a shift in, in uh, women's college basketball? Well, see, here's what you have to look at with women's basketball. Um, I do see a shift, but um, when you look at it, you have to kind of go back to the, to the history with, with women's basketball. You know, once upon a time, you had your old dominion with Nancy Lieberman, which dominated forever. Then you had Pat Summit and her Tennessee Volunteers, okay? And she was Gino Ariema before Gino Ariema became Gino Ariema with, with, uh, with UConn. And now you're starting to see sprinkles here. You see the Notre Dames pop in. You will see Baylor pop in over here. You will see South Carolina a couple of years ago popping over there. But there's always that team that's a staple, okay? And that's your UConn team. What is shifting right now with women's basketball is the exposure to it and that you're starting to see it. And the one thing with the Title IX that, that uh, NCAA has now allowed more exposure to it, so you're starting to see it a little bit more. It's still, to my opinion right now, I think that it's still a niche sport. It's just the fact that you're being exposed to it more. And quite frankly, when you're seeing some of these games, you're starting to see some competitive games because you're starting to see some good basketball uh, with, with some of these teams. But you still had your teams like your Stanford's and your Georgia Techs or the Lady Texters, if you will, back in the day. That, that, and, and down south especially, where you just had a lot of women's basketball that, that was still very good. We just, we didn't watch it. We didn't see it. 
do I see a shift? Until you can tell me that the UConn is going to start going the other way. Now they're they're, they're just not going to be as dominant as they mm-hmm. once were because there are some good teams out there. Okay, but you're not going to tell me that Geno's going to stop being able to recruit some of the finest women basketball players in the country. Um, and the South is always going to be a hotbed for it. You're going to always have a couple of teams like a Stanford that's going to always rise up. I don't see that shift yet. I see it like um, uh, Muhammad Ali, if you will, was the greatest of all time. All right. Then he would lose his title, which would give other other fighters a shot. And then he was always there to come back and get take his title back a fifth or a sixth time. Okay. Uh, what UConn is, is like you said, they're that Duke team that every year they're going to be there and then they're going to win it. And everybody, ain't nobody going to be happy except for the people at, in, in Connecticut. That's what I see with it. I see the exposure is better. And I think because of that, the, the you're going to start to see more people watching it more so than probably in the past. Darn, Darnell, you 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 bring in another generational perspective. Obviously, I think um, you know coming up in your generation, you were able to. I mean, you 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 were able to see kind of what I see is the modern game. You know, yeah. what's your, what's your thoughts? My thoughts, um, I compare it more to college football where you have um, Alabama because um, UConn. You know, in my lifetime, we've seen um, Diana Taurasi, Maya Moore. All those um, great players, Brianna Stewart, that played for um, UConn, and UConn's been a dominant program. But um, I don't see them going away at all. Um, they might, they might. Thirty and two is still a very good record. You can't count them out. They might win the championship this year. But um, I see um, in Notre Dame, we have a, um, another program that can rival them now. So I think it's, we're going to a shift more like college football is going to a shift where you have Alabama. You have Clemson, and Notre Dame has a superstar in number 24. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily um, pronounce her name. I think it's R.K. Ogun. Uh, okay, I'm not going to try it, but she's... <laughs> Ogun, Ogun Bawale. <laughs> I think her brother also played for Wisconsin. Football. Oh. Good football player. Yeah. She's from Milwaukee. Gang. Just say she got gang. She do. But I, I would say it's another analogy. I think y'all, y'all, y'all are on or something. But I think the breakthrough. I think they're. I think uh, in recent years, UConn has been more like Tyson, meaning that there was intimidation before the fight. And I think what happened in recent years is they had a, there was a Buster Douglas moment with Mississippi State when they took them out right at a time when. And then I think at that certain point, it's like they're human, right? Because. If you looked at some of these top teams like Baylor, Mississippi State, Oregon, I mean, there's a lot, Louisville, a lot of these teams, they had South Carolina, they had equal talent when you look at where the recruiting stuff. But, but he was winning because he, people always think he's just getting five stars at UConn. He's not. He's getting, he's getting some five stars. It's, he's not like Coach K who's getting the top four in the class. That's not what he's always getting every year. Um, and so some of these teams had talent, but I think there was like a psychological barrier that they needed to cross. Like people needed to cross with Tyson, right? And um, there was always a holy field out there. I thought I felt like Notre Dame was always the holy field. They were like they always knew there was going to be a time when they could do it. So I felt like they were more in recent years like Tyson, meaning that great, uh, you going to be historic, 
but um, would win before they even started the game, right? Had, had the W before the ball even went up. Um, whereas Ali always looked vulnerable, <laughs> always looked beatable, but always rose up as a champ. Like people always thought he's too old or he ain't strong enough. Like they make, you know, he's not going to out, Foreman's got too much power. They always thought there was a, and, and he would do something. I would see, I see UConn as when they were doing, you know, when Tyson, Tyson won when he was doing a ring walk. I think UConn wins sometimes even when they in the warm-up. And it takes teams a minute to realize, okay, we can play, but by, by then they down 20, right? And I think that's why this game is beginning to change. I think what happened in these recent years tells people they can be beat, right? Which means they're still going to be competitive. And the other thing you got to realize that UConn might have been hurt by a little bit is that the conference they moved into. And that, was, that move was, I think, made more for football, but I think it hurt them on a, a day-to-day competition kind of thing. You know, they kind of like – they're in a conference kind of like Memphis used to be when Calipari was like that. They're going to get 30 wins, but they 16-year-old in conference with folks who are going to challenge them a little bit, but it's not like they played in the ACC or the Big East like they used to play, right, where they would have been playing Notre Dame twice a year or, or in a tournament. You, so I think over time that might hurt them, meaning that um, they might be more vulnerable in, 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 in tournaments but they still going to get their championships, like y'all said. I mean, he's still going to – he's not done winning championships. But I think um, you might see them a few more times as a two-seed because these teams are, are, are coming up. So we always got to pay attention to the ladies before – you know, this is important. Um, when we talk about this time when there's a lot of money being shifted, we're talking about equity, and we talk about exciting basketball. Um, I've had a chance to watch a lot of college basketball this year. A lot of it is uh, – you know, I'm following my niece's team. Way to go, Hoosiers. Getting out there. Y'all out there in Texas. But in the second round, they got Oregon out there in Eugene. That's the other thing about the women's game that's crazy is that the top seeds play at the crib. You know, it's like you got to go play them at their house. It's not a neutral site at all. You got to come in. And, and that's why I think you see some of the blowouts you see when people are playing in a comfortable. It's not like playing at a neutral site. And it would be interesting when they get to a point where some of these first-round games are played at neutral sites. Because what you going to do with Oregon in Eugene? What you going to you? What you going to do with UConn and Stores, Connecticut? Like right. you just you might, if you're coming in and playing there, you might as well just put the L up. Just say this was a good trip. We got some food. Uh, what are we going <laughs> to eat afterward? You know the the, the model with their model is built to make sure the best teams uh, actually make it to the Final Four. So that's a big difference that we hope right. uh, coming on. Well, hey y'all, we're not going to waste any more time. <laughs> we'll get to the madness. Like this is one of them shows where we ain't gonna we gonna we ain't gonna have no warm up. It's gonna be me, 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 me. we ain't gonna clear no throats. We just gonna jump into the cipher and get and let the madness begin. Wow! All right, we gonna start with this first question. I'm gonna start with you, Darnell, and then I'm gonna come back uh, to Hank. Did the kid, committee get it right this year in terms of you know how they see it? Just overall uh, response. Uh, did you think the committee got uh, the selection right? Where people are. Uh, what's your big beef? I know you got one beef. So I got one big beef, and you already know what it is. How in God's green earth did Michigan get a higher seed than Michigan State when they lost three times to Michigan State? Obviously, what that. Your point have to be about Michigan, and it had nothing to do with Michigan. Like, how did you come back to Michigan? Okay, go ahead. No, okay, that, go ahead. That, that's the point right there. Um, Michigan is the fifth, num- number five overall team, right? In the um, in the tournament, correct? 
and Michigan State. If the no, it's, to me, it's still it's still Michigan State. But the, what they did, and I don't, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but because they were the top number two seed, they want to make sure that they were able to be in a region that was closest to their home, which pushed them in D.C., would put, would put them in the same bracket as Duke. Now, do I agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. But that wasn't because Michigan didn't get a higher seed. They were trying to give Michigan State an advantage, at least get them to a place where their fans could actually come and watch them. Because people complained a couple of years ago when a couple of teams got pushed out in ways that, so they were trying to respond to something. So that's not a Michigan issue. That's a committee process issue that we probably all don't agree with. Like, we don't agree with the fact that Louisville is playing Minnesota. That just don't make no sense. It ain't good for the kids. It ain't good for nobody. Like, so I don't understand why they couldn't have made some switches around this. So you're right. Michigan State. So you feel a Michigan State got robbed. Is that what you're saying? Definitely uh, a little bit, but that's all right. But other than that, how do you feel? I don't, really have, I don't really have too many other problems other than that. No, I thought they got a good balance of men majors, everything else. Some of the people got left out. People can make something about NC State, but you got to play a schedule, man. Come on, come on. You can't play Slippery Rock's cousin in, uh, in the preseason and get mad because you didn't make it to the tournament. Hank, how do you feel about this overall? Well, the thing that I, I kind of, you know, frustrated me was it, it almost seemed like the tournament championships or the conference championships was just a waste of time, okay? Um, it, 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 that they wasn't going to move anything. You had three teams, three ACC teams that was going to be number one seeds. If they didn't do nothing but throw their jock straps on the floor, championship tourney weekend, okay? It was going to yep. always be Arizona. I mean, I'm sorry. It was always going to be Virginia, um, Duke, and North Carolina. It didn't matter, okay? And and I had a problem with that, okay? Tennessee, for a long time this year, was a number one team in the nation and and wasn't given any consideration. Um, but they, that's what they – and the number two seeds was all set. So, see, to me, what I didn't like was it almost seemed like the bracketologists already had this thing set up for the one and two seeds. Michigan was a two seed. Michigan State was a two seed, regardless of their championship game. Okay, and you're absolutely right. So they call themselves punishing Michigan by moving them out west, if you will, and having Michigan State be closer. But in essence, you could argue that Michigan that Michigan State is in a tougher bracket because you got Duke being there. Okay, and you got Gonzaga, the number one seed out in the West. But you know, outside of the one year they made it all the way through, they're no longer that team that people fear out there anymore. Okay, in my opinion. So um, that that piece. I, I, I see. I, I, I can see. But there's some teams out there that, that are very impressive. I think for the most part with them having to play in games, it's kind of hard to get this wrong now, okay? You got a play-in game for the 11th seed, a play-in game for the 16th seed. It's hard for them to get it wrong right now. And, in fact, you can make an argument that you got some teams in there that in the past wouldn't have made this tournament now. So, you know, it, it, people shouldn't have a whole lot to complain about because it's almost, it's almost a free-for-all. Yeah, and I think I just thought about when you made this. I think the one complaint I would have is the Big Ten got eight teams in, but no number one. Right. Which, and I would say this: Michigan State won. It, you got to argue uh, the Big Ten was probably one or two toughest conference. ACC was weak on the bottom. Right. 
to be truthful. So Big Ten was strong all the way through. When you think about even Nebraska was near the bottom and what they did coming down the stretch. You think about what Illinois did. Illinois, who was at the bottom, went on a run, like a four or five game run and knocked off some top teams on, on, on a run. And so when you look at the Big Ten, with, with Michigan State winning the, uh, uh, the, the regular season championship and the, and the, and the tournament championship, they should have been number one. And the reason why I said this is that, yes, North Carolina had a really good uh, end of the season, but Michigan beat them like they stole some. Yeah, like when you think about one of their, lo- their worst losses, it was against Michigan who beat them like they stole the government cheese. So, so I, when, when Michigan State, if Michigan would have won, I probably wouldn't argue that as much. But with Michigan State winning both, both should have been a number one seed, and then Virginia should have been in top number two, right? You know, and then it would have fell out differently. That's what I thought should have happened. You cannot be the Big Ten regular season champion and the Big Ten tournament champion in a year that eight teams get in and you don't have a number one seed. You know, I'm, yeah. at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm like – oh, they're glad that our commissioner is going out because if he was still here, it would have been something to pay. You know, it's one of those things where it doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, so that, that might be the one argument I would, I, would, I would make is that Michigan State should have been the low uh, number one seed and Virginia should have been pushed to top number two. Um, and, and that's kind of how uh, I would have played that out. But other than that, I love what they did with some of the mid-majors that they respected and got in. I think it's going to make for a better tournament. You know, some of these some of these teams on the bottom, you know, that um, didn't do much. Uh, you know, I love Indiana. I watched them play in person. But those cats lost like 11 games in a row. No way in the world should have been in, in the tournament. People could say, you know, none of them young guys met. Like, that's a team that should have had 20 wins. When you look at the talent and the, the guys who are going to be going, the first-round draft picks they got on that squad, they should have had 20 wins. So, so they didn't deserve to be there. So I felt like they got it right. They settled in it. Uh, the right way. All right, guys. Of the teams below uh, fourth seed, do you have a team that you think has the best chance to make some type of run in the tournament? I'll start with Hank and then go to Darnell. Yeah. Uh, the team that I picked, uh, I don't want to jump into the conclusions, but I picked Mississippi State. I picked oh, Mississippi State. Oh, there you they, go. They, the Delta. They, 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 <laughs> they're, they're, they're a five seed. And, you know, the thing is, you got to get one of them teams that, you know, they, they come out the blue. And so this Are you signed up for the RSG Tourney Challenge? Yes, I did. Yes, I oh, did. Oh, man. We, we got to carry you. <laughs> no, no. Let me tell you something, okay? Make sure you go to Facebook and sign up because Hank is giving you hope. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you all something, okay? I got laughed at last year, too, all right? Okay. But you know what? I uh, – um. Three of my final four teams made it last year, with the exception okay. of Virginia that got beat by the Terriers, who we didn't even know was the Terriers because we couldn't read that jersey. Remember, we were trying to figure couldn't out. Couldn't read that jersey. Right. What was the name of that team from Baltimore? Okay? So you have to, you have to be careful. You cannot – you, you got to use logic when you're starting to do these, these, these brackets, but then you got to use some of that March Madness, Okay. So the team that I got, you got to use some of that March Magnus because it's the five. Okay. So this is my team, Mississippi State, okay, that, that, that to pay close attention to, okay, where they're coming out of and, and how they're going to play it. I mean, they started off playing Liberty. Then they got Vitek or St. Louis, uh, Louis. Okay. I think I'm they Snapchatting. Huh? 
I'm Snapchat you. Yeah. Okay. I think they. I think they're gonna pull that one off. Now the thing is, okay, is Duke is coming out of this. But see, here's the thing. I've seen about Duke. Um, what concerns me about Duke is their their big man Zion Williamson. I'm okay. Uh, does Zion do what he's supposed to do, or do they do they fall asleep? They had a couple of losses. They they, they didn't play some good games with him playing. Okay. Now if they get to rolling, obviously. All right. Obviously, he, they're, they're that's that's the team to beat. But if they kick up early, and you know this, D. Okay. There's always the first two rounds. You can get hiccup quick. So because of that, I'm kind of I'm kind of rolling the dice on that one because that's the team that everybody's already been talking about crowning since day one. Can hey, I gotta disagree with you on that one, man. Huh? I gotta disagree because you said um the reason the reason you see um Duke is being like inconsistent is because of Zion Williamson, but I think Zion Winston is the most consistent part of the team because one thing you know, um, day in, day out, no matter what, rain, sun, rain, shine, sleep, snow, hail, Zion Williams is getting 12 rebounds, 12, 13, 14. He's going to be down there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think I think the biggest problem with Duke is they're shooting. Um, yeah. Their shooting can be streaky. I just want – if he blows another tire, though, they done. Okay, oh. that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> They made they made special custom made shoes for them. So okay, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> but well, and the thing about it, I would say is, and I think you are you you are something that the issue for Duke is not Zion. It, to me, it's R.J. Barrett. From the time I watched him in Maui, whatever, R.J. is like, I'm gonna get he gonna get mad at me. R.J. is like my cousin John at the I Darnell. <laughs> you know we can't we can't. He's like my cousin John. Game point on him giving the rock up. You can be wide open in the corner. You can probably hit four shots already. He's shooting. He don't let the ball move. And, and because of that, Cam Reddish is the person who they really need to play to win is getting the ball either late in the clock or he shoot. Cam Reddish is like shooting 30% from the field, not even three-point line. And so to me, it's not, it's, it's not Zion. It's, 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 it's RJ. And it's, it's uh, Tyus Jones being able to get control of that and distribute the ball to some of these other guys so they can get shots. So you're right on. I think you're right on. And we don't know how that's going to happen when the heat come up. So you hit a point. You hit a point. Darnell, who you got? Well, I talked to you earlier. So you know who, you know who I got for my, um, my sleeper team. But actually, I have two sleeper teams. Who the you first got? one you know already is Oregon. Oregon is red hot. Oh I like oh my goodness. very much. His name is Peyton Pritchard. You gotta, that's a name for you to watch. Actually, I might have three teams, but I'm going to leave it at two for this time. But um, my second team is Sarah. Did we lose him? It was, he was so messed up, he dropped off. When he said <laughs> Oregon, he was so messed up, his, his, his stuff got cut off. He dropped off because it was blasphemy. How are you going to think Oregon going to beat Wisconsin? I'm going to tell you right now what he has not been watching. I told him it's on the phone. And somebody must have cut his cord. I think it's probably my people in the, in the booth who cut him out because he should have been cut out. He should have been dropped. To say Oregon is going to beat Wisconsin, he should have just – I don't even know if I should let him back on the show after this. Should I hang – if he come back in, I don't know if I should admit I want to hear – I want to hear his logic. Now, if he says that they're struggling – if, if it's got something to do I don't with know what Did you go get therapy? Did you go I get therapy before you came up with that? 
I tried to pull up my list, but um, Syracuse, before I was rudely interrupted, Syracuse. You were rightly interrupted. No, nah, but they're You got to justify the Oregon. Justify the Oregon. You got to nah. justify the Oregon. I don't have to. They're on fire. They have a great – they have a – In the Pac-12, in the worst conference in the country, they're on fire. That's like – They have that, confidence. Man, I'm they old enough confidence. to hit 30 points against Slippery Rock. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, in the Pac-12, they on fire. They're really? moving on. That's your that's your part. You sound like Bill Walton. Syracuse, <laughs> the conference of champions, the conference of champions. You know what? That's how bad the Pac-10 has been. They got Bill Walton doing games, talking about what he had breakfast that morning. And I'm like, what about the game? All right, go on to your next team. Go on to your next team. These tie together because um, I believe when it comes to tournament time. A big factor is going to be coaching. This so I got, this I got um, Syracuse and my other sleeper team. Um, especially if they get that um, their um, leader scorer back, because especially that two three zone is going to cause problems for a lot of teams. Because frankly, a lot of teams don't play zone anymore, so they don't get a lot of looks at it. So it's going to throw them off during um, during the game. And my third team. Uh, I'm just going to mention them. I'm not going to go in, in depth with it, but Murray State because of um, – I like Murray John State. Morant. I'm well, I, John Morant. I, I had to put you on wax. I had to put you on wax with that foolishness. I didn't get the Oregon part. Oregon, Syracuse. Man, I had to put you on wax on that on that <laughs> foolishness. I, I, I might have to put you on wax with a, with Snoop Dogg dancing around your head. I got – look, first of all, I want to address the, the Oregon thing. I'm going to tell you right now. For the same reason you use for um, for uh, Syracuse in a two-three zone, Wisconsin's a tough cover because people don't know how to play against them. And Ethan Happ is going to put them in the blender. And one of the things you have to look at is Khalil Iverson. The way he's been playing down the stretch, he's going he gonna to have at least one Dominique-like dunk in that game that's going to take everybody off, and it's going to be gone. And that backcourt has been playing, and that bench has been going. They're going to make a sneaky run. As it relates to Oregon, I'll leave that one alone. I'll come back to you in a minute. Hey, the Oakland's gonna have a game plan for Wisconsin. Just wait on it. Yeah, it's a good game plan until you get hit in your mouth. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's a great game plan until you get hit, hit. You get hit right in the dome. The team that I'm thinking, there's two teams. I'm gonna use the two teams. Two teams and uh, teams that I actually had a chance to watch out Maui, who I think are beginning to put together. Iowa State. Iowa State will put five guys on the floor who can play, um, and uh, they uh, they got some players who are going. They got, what's the boy, uh, uh, Siak or whatever that's from uh, who transferred from Virginia. He's averaging like 20-something a game. Those cats have uh, – they can score, and now they're defending. And I watched them up close in Maui and felt like, okay, this is a team that's going to be tough to match up with because when they're when they rolling, they're going to be rolling. And that's a team that I think can make a run. The other team that I, I like, and I, I was worried about them, uh, but they came through in the, uh, in the uh, SEC tournament, is Auburn. Auburn got some players. That backcourt, if you follow me in Maui, uh, is one of the best in the country, and I think they're putting it together in there. And I think they got a level of toughness about them, but they can they, – they in the tournament, it's about guard play, and they got guard play. <laughs> but they got guard play, and they can get up and down, and they play fearlessly, as you probably saw in the SEC tournament. 
So th- those are two teams I think you need to watch for that can, uh, that can make a run. Talk to me a little bit about your Final Four. Uh, Darnell, I'll start with you. Who you my got your Final, final four? four? If, if, if um, I can get my Final Four up here. No, yeah. But my Final Four is looking like um, – oh, shoot. Y'all going to hate me for this. No, it's Duke, Michigan, North Carolina – and Tennessee. So you don't have Michigan State? No, because they're going to lose to Duke. Oh, my goodness. You ain't that much of a homer. You're still using your sense. So you have Duke, Michigan. Say it again. Michigan and Michigan State both losing to Duke. I'm just going to say it like that. <laughs> I have Duke, Michigan, um, Tennessee, and North Carolina. All right. That's an interesting one. Hank, who do you got your final four? Okay, now like I said before, you know, I'm 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 going based on what I seen last year with Loyola Chicago making that crazy run to the final four. I think it happens again. I think enough crazy happens early in the tournament. And my final four looks like this. Mississippi State coming out to it's surprising. <laughs> you can't I got three out of four last year. Mississippi State in the final four. I got Mississippi State in the final four. Now you laugh at me in two weeks, okay? Then I got Michigan, okay? And then I've got Tennessee, and I've got Kentucky. Okay, that's my final four. Why? It's because, again, I am not sold on Gonzaga getting out of there. Um, I can't, I'm not going to take nothing away from John Beeline until he shows me something different. This team turns a corner for some reason uh, in the tournament, okay? Um, and just how Tom Izzo is a can't-trusted, Beeline is becoming a tried and true, all right? So – uh, but 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 that's 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 my final four. Uh, but my final two. Uh, do we want to get do get to the oh, final, hold two on right fi- now? final two? You gonna say Mississippi? Hold on, hold on, final two. I gotta do my final four. <laughs> and we will. And we did. Ha- we didn't have the can't trust it, but we will talk. We will end with the can't trust it list. So if you do have some can't trust it coaches, we'll explain to people we haven't done. But when you've heard, when, hey y'all viewers, you heard Hank's list. If y'all are not rushing to the Real Sports Guys uh, Facebook page trying to get into the top three spots to get your prize with the number one prize, meaning you get to come on the show with us. You get to do a podcast with us as part of the number one prize. If you're not rushing over there after hearing the four teams that hang up, you're crazy. Like this is, this is like, this is like taking some buddy for baby. Like if you listen to his four teams and you're not on there right now, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else okay. to tell you. Mississippi well, State, well, Mississippi well, State, well, he well, must well, be thinking we're talking about the women's team. I and thought this was talking. Wait a minute, Mississippi State women? Yes, and since, and since you and, and since you talking to your viewers like that, also remind them that of those that finished in the top threes, top fives, this guy right here. And I got last. I think I was last one of them too, wasn't I? Look at last look year. Here. I was in the ninetieth percentile. You know what? And, and I and I got talked about then. <laughs> I was told then. Oh, that's one of them Homer picks. That's one of them Homer picks. Okay, Homer pick. Trust when I tell you, okay? I didn't get to where I was at being no fool, see? So y'all better listen to me. You can, you can stack. All right, you can all right. Look, okay, pay attention. All right, my four, Duke, the Zags, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Oh, I think it's going to be crazy volatility, but I think at the end of the day, these solid teams, what makes them different is these teams can win when the game gets ugly. One of the things I'll say about Duke, they're similar to old Michigan State teams who didn't always shoot from the outside, but 
they, they, they rebound so well, they get extra possessions. And part of being a winner in the tournament is you got to win when you don't shoot well. Well, Duke been winning all year not shooting well. So having a drought is not going to scare them. What they end up doing, they start turning up on defense. But I do think they'll hit a wall. We'll talk about that. Gonzaga, I think people have missed them. The pleasure of being to see both these teams up close and personal, I think because people don't watch folks on the West Coast, they don't know about the Zags, the Zags are a complete team. People got to remember, they're the only one to beat Duke at full, at full strength, and they still didn't have one of their top players. And they, they've kind of had not had Tilly with them off and off for most season. So they, they are a team to, that people forget about. Tennessee, this was a debate. I've been going back and forth with them because they can be fools go. There's something about them. So if a team that I feel like I'm going to be shocked and not confident about, I've been going back and forth, is Tennessee. I think they got all the pieces to win, all the things I just told you. They got the superstars. They got, uh, they got a guy they can go to when they need to. They shoot well. They, their point guard plays well. If I had the biggest question, it's about them. But I, I think they got to grind in them. And I think because of the way they lost in the, um, um, in the tournament, SEC tournament, I think that's going to keep them focused in ways that wouldn't have been focused if they had won it. And then UNC, I think this is a typical UNC team. I think they are motivated. I think after they played Michigan, and I remember uh, they got challenged after that because when they went to Ann Arbor, they were not playing North Carolina. They got beat down when they came to Crest Arena. And they've been a different team down the stretch. And they got this mix of youth and veterans, cats who've been to the championship, that I think is going to help them uh, on the run. Hank, your final two. Okay. My final two is going to be Michigan and Tennessee. All right. And for all the reasons uh, you Mm. mentioned about Tennessee, okay, I'm picking them to win the championship. I think that that, that, that's that's a very talented team. I think we saw what they were made of early in the season. And that's the Tennessee team, I think, because, you know, they had a very disappointing tournament last year, okay? And 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 that's a very, very strong team. And, I, and I'm looking – and like you said, I'm looking for them to be focused coming down the stretch and, and, and being that surprise team with all these teams in the ACC having the one seeds. I'm looking for Tennessee to pull out the victory this year. Um, so one of the things that uh, – Actually, what I'll do is I'll go to you, Darnell, because I was about to come back to you on that one. You, you said something interesting. Oh, for my final two? My final two is the rivalry game. I got Duke and Carolina in the championship. It's going to be for all the marbles this time. Uh, but anyway, back to the – back to the uh, 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 for me, I got in the finals, I got Gonzaga against Carolina. The reason why I have them uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the championship is two things. Um, Zags have the balance in, uh, that you need in a tournament. They have the depth, um, and they have strength in their backcourt. I, I think Carolina has the same thing. I think Davis, uh, with the hair flying and everything else, uh, is a dynamic point guard. Um, and both these teams, again, um, can play through stretches where things don't go well. And they, they, they got multiple places they can go to get solutions. Um, and uh, I believe that uh, part of the problem that Duke will have is at a certain point, uh, R.J. Bear is going to play hero ball. And hero ball don't get you in the finals. Uh, unless you've got Glenn Rice. You are unless not Carmelo. Carmelo. You know, and, and none of them are Carmelo. 
And so I think that that's going to be a, a, a major challenge. But when you look at coaching and you look at balanced rosters, both these teams have the balanced rosters. Who do you have, Darnell, who do you have winning the championship? I got Carolina winning the championship. Oh, there you go. Roy used to be on the can't trust it list, and now you got to win the championship. You got they just won one a couple years ago. <laughs> I know, but we, we had a, look, if you take if you take Roy Williams and all the talent he's had on his rosters from uh, Kansas to Carolina, he should have twelve championships. And so, if you if you uh, uh, miss it on that, uh-uh, uh-uh. but he gonna, you got him winning. Yep, I went in. Hank. Again, I'm picking Tennessee. Um, you picking I, I, Tennessee? As I said before, people out there. If you're not going to the Facebook page to get in the RSG challenge, if after hearing Hank's list, if you have not rushed and signed up for you to win a prize, which prize one is to get on the show, and you can have a chance to ask Hank why he picked these teams. You can ask him. You can ask him directly to figure out why he picked this roster. You got 10. Well, Tennessee's a good team. So why'd you pick Tennessee? I I'm picked sorry. Tennessee basically again. Okay, I'm looking at what nobody wants to talk Admiral about. Schofield. What, what, Admiral Schofield, absolutely. I'm looking at uh, what, what, what I saw with this team, and I'm looking at the madness, okay? I have basically, every, every time I have picked with total logic, I have blown my bracket up. I am trying to predict some madness here, okay? And you folks that do this all the time need to pay close attention, okay? Last year, I think, was an aberration, all right? Or how many years have we had, like, three or four number one seeds in the final four? It doesn't happen too often, all right? And then we had that. Hey, that I know they now have free dispensaries in Ann Arbor area. Okay. When you think people don't think you have partakes, you're partaking in that, in that activity. I know you got free dispensaries out there. You, Tennessee is great. I'm trying to figure out the the Mississippi State thing. Okay, Tennessee. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. The Mississippi State thing, the only thing I will tell you about the Mississippi State thing is, is it a stretch? It absolutely is a stretch. But so was Loyola Chicago. Okay? Loyola Chicago and that nun blew everybody's bracket up. Okay? That was only 12 months ago. All right? Have y'all forgotten? All right? How many of y'all have had perfect brackets? We better start thinking outside the box a little bit. Logic is going to get your brackets blown up. Yeah, please, as by all means, you know, don't take my word for it. Go out there, think you can beat it, all right? But I'm telling you right now that there's going to be one of these teams. It's going to be a Duke, a North Carolina, a Virginia. So Somebody's getting knocked off. Oh, they're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying they're not losing to Mississippi State. I'm not okay. saying that. Gonzaga. I'm just saying they're not losing to Mississippi State. Gonna hey, you should have just said Murray State. State. I think you got the wrong state. You should have okay. said Murray State. Mm -hmm. You should have said Iowa State. Oh, I could say I could. You just said Bermidji State. I, that's okay because it's going to be somebody like that. It's All going right. to be somebody like that. Right. I like Tennessee. Tennessee's a good pick for a championship. I give you that. All right, who's going to be the most valuable player? Who do you got most valuable player? Uh, Hank, I'll go to your most valuable player. Who you got on the tournament? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. You got to be one of your two guys, right? Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Def I'm going to defer gonna to. Uh, I'm going to defer to a uh, Darnell on this one. Okay. I got Soul Gold. Darnell, who you guys most valuable? I got Soul Gold. His name is Kobe. Kobe White. 
<laughs> he's, about, he's about to be the uh, most outstanding player. He's about to um, – I think he's going to have about 17 points, about um, eight or nine assists. He's going to play – he's going to – He's going to orchestrate the offense. He's going to be the floor general that they need. And um, it's going to be a very close game. So him uh, controlling the offense and um, limiting the amount of turnovers is going to be the difference. I got Rui Hachimura. I watched Rui play out in Maui. What said most about him was that last play against Duke when he was matched up, time going down with RJ, I'm going to take every shot, Barrett. And he put the defense together. This young man is probably the closest thing that we have in college basketball. I mean, he's a two-way defender. He is someone, I think he's someone that people are going to, I don't think they know how good he is because we don't have, they don't get a chance to see him all the time. Um, but he can, he can hit from the outside, inside. He's someone that um, can dominate, control a game. And he's hard to guard. And the way that Mark Few coaches and creates openings for him, you know, I think he's going to be uh, a, a flat-out star, someone that um, uh, people are – I mean, I think people in basketball circles know him. But when you're talking about someone who's going to get popular, particularly when you think about the fact that, you know, he's from Japan and hasn't played basketball for that long and has been in doing what he's doing. So that's who I have. I have Rui. You're going to get to know Rui. And all, they just going to call him Rui. You know, it's kind of like – you know, you go by that first name, LeBron and Rui. They're just going to call him Rui. And, uh, you know, and this kid is, is going to do his thing. Hank, did you come up with somebody? You cool. You just, I'm, I'm you just cool. know Tennessee is going to You said I just know Tennessee is going to win. You don't got Abner Schofield just because of the name? I, say, I think Abner Schofield has got to be Williams if, you, if they do that. One of them two. Their point guard is great, too, but I think. I'll, I'll, I'll pick Admiral. I'll, I think it's going to be Schofield. Yep. Because he's he's the most versatile if you were to do that one. So who's gonna be whose stock is gonna go up? Whose stock is gonna go up? Uh, Somebody's stock always goes up on a tournament. Who do you got? Who do you got, Darnell? Oh yeah, I got um I got Marcus Howard from um Marquette. People gonna I have him losing the first round actually to um, Murray State, but that 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 game is must see television. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. Oh yeah, John Morant's going for thirty. He's going for thirty and ten, and then uh, Marcus Howard in a losing effort is going to go for forty-two and six. That's my prediction. All right, Hank, you got anybody you think is going to be a star that folks have not really paying? Yeah, it's got to be somebody in the state. (laughs) No, no, no. Look, look here. I I, I picked this early in the year. Okay, I said this. That Prescott? No. I said, you silly. There you go. No, nobody from Mississippi State. I'm picking Iggy Bristakis. What mm-hmm. I said about him early in the year is he's going to have one of those Dante uh, DiFincenzo runs. Okay. Uh, you can see it coming. At least I thought so. Or, or I thought when I looked at him play, I said, this young man could go on one of those Nick Stauskas runs that they had the year before they almost made the Final Four. You start to see him, his game started to come out. I think he hit a little bit of a freshman wall. Uh, maybe a, a couple, two, three weeks ago, but he's coming back out of it now. That's why I picked Michigan to go so far because I think they, if anybody's going to generate offense for this defensive-minded team, it's going to be him. My guy, um, and it's because, again, what I said, you know, it's a team that people have heard, knew they were good, is Josh Perkins. The thing that uh, – from the, the Zags. The thing that impressed me about that game against Duke um, 
was the way in which he was fearless and controlled the game. I think this is a similar situation that happened in the uh, Michigan State-Michigan game, which is really the difference. The difference between those two teams is really the point guards on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, defensively, those are two great points. But, but Winston cashes provides much more offense um, uh, uh, for Michigan State. And that, to me, that was the difference in those two games. I think what happens here, particularly when they, they face Duke, is Perkins' ability to insert himself offensively um, and the way he plays. And I don't think people know how good this kid is. And when they lose, it's because he doesn't play well. When, they, when he plays well, he makes them another uh, – uh, takes them to another level. And so I think people will know more about Josh Perkins if the Zags go on and win their first national uh, championship. So that's one that I would say uh, as star is, is going to rise here in the bright lights. The one thing that we didn't do, we didn't have on the list, and we, we cannot have a uh, March Madness show if we don't do the Can't Trust It list. Now, for, for new viewers, the Can't Trust It list, we always have to pay homage to our man Marcus Flowers, Beloit College alum, all y'all bloaters in the house, love it, you know, coach of the uh, Madison Memorial, uh, Spartan, Lady Spartans, coined this Can't Trust It list. I think he was the one that got us going on it, uh, along with Phil, and it's it's a coach, it's a team that you just know. They break your, back, your brackets every year. So either the team you can't trust, and usually it's a coach you can't trust. An example of this, can I give you an example? Could be Kansas. Bill Self has had 14 straight conference championships. How many, how many people have put their hard-earned money on Kansas when they were number one team only to be disappointed when they lost to Louisville South of the East rounds in the second round of the tournament and everybody's bracket got busted. Virginia could be in that list. It's the teams that come with the hype and they break, they, they, they rip your heart out. Let's give you a team that used to be on there. Villanova used to be on there. Mm-hmm. Like my guy, best dress coach in, in NCAA basketball, was always on that CBS set by the second weekend. He out here, <laughs> second seed, he coming in first seed. Everybody talking about Jay Wright, Dickie V going crazy. And next thing you know, Jay Wright is giving us, you know, he's breaking out the game in the second weekend, looking sharp as all can be. Suit looked tight, but his team is not playing. And then Jay Wright got off the snide. So we cannot, we could, we cannot end this show without co- talking about the can't trust it list. And I got to start with Hank, because I know Hank's got a few. Can't trust it. Come on, Hank. Listen, listen. <laughs> Virginia, after losing last year, is too easy, right? Uh, Roy, Williams, on Roy Williams, that's too easy, okay? But the one I'm going to pick is still the easiest. And until he get off it, I'm going to pick him again and again. Do you know why, youngin', that they put <laughs> Michigan State against Duke and did not give them the respect for winning and beating Michigan three times and winning the Big Ten and winning the Big Ten tournament because your coach, Tom Izzo, up there in the Breslin Center where your rail splitters won the state championship is on my can't trust it list, okay? You can't lose to Eastern Kentucky. You can't lose to Syracuse. You can't do that, okay? And guess what? Who they got coming up? Um, oh, it doesn't matter. 
Okay, the problem <laughs> is this, this, the one thing about state is they, they used to be feast of famine. All right? They would get to the final four or they would lose in the second round. Okay? Now all of a sudden, they can't get through the first round. All right? This is that this coach is going back on that can't trust list because he deserves to be there. All right. His greatest accomplishment this year is beating the Wolverines three times. All right. And the and and Sparty is gonna go go crazy and they're gonna pump their chest about that all year long. Unless, unless the sweet 16 is over and they sit next to me on my couch. What, eating Cheetos, watching the rest of the tournament. Tom Izzo, can't trust it list. We put Tom Izzo is officially on the clock on the can't trust it list. Michigan State Spartans, what's, what's your response, uh, Young? And who, who do you have on the can't trust it list? But I know you got something to say about the Izzo pick before you do that. But who you got on the can't trust it list, Young? Play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to drop it. I got uh, I got Virginia's coach Tony Bennett because of the pack line. Woo! The pack line. Um, I got him on the can't trust the list. We got Kansas, of course. Bill Self, of course. He's on the can't trust the list, and that sums up my list. I am not gonna put Tom Mizzle on that list. There was, a, there was a point in time where um, if you stayed four years at Michigan State, you were going to a Final Four. That was guaranteed. So I can't, I can't put him on the can't trust the list. It's I been can. a drought. It's been a drought. Yep. It's been a drought since that happened. What, it's since 2009? A... It's, it's, it's only been 10 years. You're right. I'll I, I give you this. I'm going to say this. I think y'all hit some good ones. We got to put Kansas on there. We got to put Virginia on there because they put themselves on there. We got to do that. Michigan State, I put them on there last year. I said I was the one that brought Izzo to everybody's attention. Everybody was going it because Izzo broke me. Izzo broke me with that Western Kentucky, whatever that loss was. I knew they were going to lose the Syracuse. Come on. Come on. I saw saw the first game this season. They lost to Duke. And um, that game game proved it right there to me because I watched it and I was like, they have no answer for his own. They don't know. They don't know how to attack his own. They don't have the sh- like. Um, um, they, their shooters are very streaky, so I knew they're going to struggle against his own. That's why I picked them to lose against Syracuse. All right, but I got. I, I got. A, I got a team. I got actually two teams because one because one's kind of semi ranked, and people are kind of getting behind them a little bit. One is 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 a regular. That everybody just suspects his team's gonna turn it on. And he's got he has some stuff in recent years. I love Cal. I love the Kentucky thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I was in a Cal I trust, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm snoring on them this year. I don't I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Cal. I'm, I'm Cal semi-warm on my can't trust list. He don't do it this year. I'm the one that done for me might look like it's kind of sputtering a little bit. Kentucky, well, Kentucky fans don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. And the I other team, think they have the team. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily um Calipari. They just don't stack up. Like they 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 have the they have, they're doing the one and done model. But um, I think uh, Coach K kind of pushed him off his block because that was Cal- well, the one and done model only works if you go to Final Fours. No, like it, that's the it, only, whole- it only works when you have the top players because um, 
the tournament is run by um juniors. He's still got top players. His he still got top players. Not compared to Duke. Oh man, Duke Carolina. But he, but he, but he, but look, but look, he got enough to get to the 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 lead eight final four right now on his roster. They're not getting the Okay, all right. I'm just trying to tell you. You said he's everybody said he should get that. People are picking him to win. Come on, Carolina. That's good. Now you're gonna make you're gonna make some excuses for him. Come on. I'm saying we don't have the team to beat Carolina. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you that right now. Come on. They could be using team. Go to the league. And, no, it's not fair for me to put him on there because people didn't expect him to have a great season this year, and he's put the season together. I was going to put Purdue on there, but they didn't expect him to have a great season, and they kind of put their team together because uh, Purdue has been some highly ranked, have been top. They've been like a two, three seed. Yeah, a lot. Three seed this year. People expected them to make a run, and they always lose in the first, second round. But yeah. this year, they weren't expected. Great. He kind of got coaching here. So I'm not going to put him on this. We're going to wait and see. I'm going to give him a Wasn't there a big hurt last year? Huh? Wasn't there a big hurt last year, Isaac Haas? Yeah, but they had a big team. It wasn't like that. They were deep last year. They yeah, were deep. They, they, they should have gone they out the way they went out. This year, and they still had Carson Edwards. Yeah. And they still had Carson Edwards, who was like, who was a Wooden Award uh, candidate. Still is. But he got judged out by your boy Cassius. I think we, we know who the big ones are right now. We know it's Kansas. We know it's Virginia. We we dipping Michigan State in there right now, but we know them too. Uh, so we're gonna watch. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. They can't trust it. We're gonna keep. We're gonna we're gonna see. But there's some other teams. If they don't go, they will be on there next year. But to end the show, special edition. I'll drop the mic with our guy Hank. Listen here. We're gonna we're gonna keep this hoop. We're gonna keep this hoop uh, theme going. Okay. You. Know, I'll be remiss if I went away from it. All right. This is March Madness. Let me tell y'all something, okay? Let y'all know what we what we up for the first week, okay? Last night, last night, Tuesday night, it was a full moon, all right? We had a full moon. The lunatics is out, all right? In the first week of March Madness, this is what we got to deal with, okay? These guys been laughing at me, but I'm telling you something there. It was that I can feel it coming in the air tonight. I'm letting y'all know right now. There's going to be some stuff. Everybody sitting around there, they all feel comfortable. Everybody is zero and zero going into tonight. They all they all feel like, oh, I got this. I'm I'm the smartest man in the world. I'm the smartest woman in the world. Okay. I done did all this logic. I done did all this calculus. I done did all this trigonometry. I know I got the baddest dog on uh, bracket out there. Okay. And your girlfriend got over there. I picked the teams with the prettiest uniforms and she's kicking your but that's what March Madness is all about. We didn't sat around here for this last little bit of time and try to tell you why, try to give you everything. But the thing about it is, it's fun. You're going to watch. You're going to watch hard. You're going to watch every day. And let me tell you something. Somebody's going to come out on top. Somebody's going to really feel like they're a genius. And somebody who thought they was a genius has got to go back to grade school, kindergarten. They got to go all the way back to preschool with the youngin'. But let me tell you right now, this is what it's all about. Okay, either you're going to be either you're going to be an Einstein or a Frankenstein. That's what it's all about. Get ready. Strap it on. Be ready to go. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.